Welcome everybody back to Friar Talk. I hope your days are going well. Uh, Going to be talking about just this Padres season overall right now. Uh, you guys haven't seen me in a little bit. I was on vacation. I'm back now. Uh, kind of sick, so so bear with me on the voice. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of gone. Uh, but we're gonna talk about the Padres season. Obviously, not a good time whatsoever. And and for today, the I mean, the big question is just really, is the Padres season virtually over? Because they have won two of their last nine. They go into a four game series against the Dodgers. Things are actually lo- looking pretty good. Right off a couple trade deadline trades, they come out as buyers. They don't trade Josh Hader. They don't trade Blake Snell. Um, don't make any crazy moves where they're giving up high prospect capital, but they don't really sell the guys that they could get a lot for. Like you, They could have got a lot for Josh Hader. Over the past nine games, they've won two of those games. It feels like something that we've seen so often in the regular season over the past few years where the Padres meet up with the Dodgers, get their ass handed to them, and then fall apart. And that's basically what's happened. So honestly, guys, in my opinion, it feels like this season almost like took a big enough hit this last you know week and a half where it feels like it's over right now. Um, this is heading into an, a series against one of the best teams in baseball against the Orioles and then another series against the Diamondbacks. So, I mean, there's definitely still numbers-wise plenty of time left in the year, but it does feel like this weekend was just a huge blow. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, absolutely. Um, you've won one game in the last five. You got—I don't know if you call it swept since it was a two-game series, but we'll say swept by the Mariners. You lost two of three against a team that had lost nine in a row. You blew a lead in the last game. Um, you blew multiple leads against the Dodgers. I mean, all these series were—I guess except for the Mariners, because they didn't put themselves in a position to win. But the Dodgers series and the Diamondback series were very winnable series, and. They didn't go out there and, and produce. They didn't go out there. And it's really weird because since the All-Star break, the Padres have the second-best ERA in baseball in terms of the starting rotation at least. And they're one of the top ten offenses in baseball since the All-Star break also. They're still losing, though. And, I mean, whether it's the bullpen, whether it's because um, the the lineup is not matching the production of the starting rotation or the lineup puts up a bunch of runs but the rotation gives up a bunch of runs, something's always off seems like something has been off almost every time since before the trade, a little before the trade deadline or after the trade deadline. Um, it definitely feels like the Padres season's over. You went from three games back like a week ago, a little over a week ago, to now you're five and a half back. Um, the only reason to have optimism is the other teams that are in the playoff race with you are playing bad, which is the Reds, Marlins, uh, Brewers, um, Cubs are playing pretty good, but the teams that you're in the playoff race with aren't playing very well, and you have a really easy uh, schedule to end the season. But in order to make the end of the season matter, where you have a really easy schedule, you got to win now against teams like the Orioles, the Diamondbacks coming up. I mean, they put themselves in a position where there's only 40, what, what is it, 44 games left, and you probably got to win like 30 of them, maybe more, like 31 of them. And do we honestly have we seen anything that makes us think they're going to win 30 plus more games from here on out? Because I, truly, I haven't. Right now, you're pitching Darvish and Snell. Those are your only guys that are reliable. Seth Lugo's been getting, I mean, I wouldn't say rocked, but that that Dodger series, he got rocked, whether it's because he was tipping his pitches or not. Yesterday, he did five innings to to earn. That's solid. Um, Michael Walker, you're going to get Michael Walker back, but Rich Hill's been getting 
clubbed off of it's it's got to stop he that's another thing is like you know everyone expected rich hill to be some sort of contributor and and everyone was happy when we got him but he can't throw 90 on a fastball his curveball's a hanger he he's almost as much of a guaranteed loss as ryan weathers was um that's what it feels like at least these past few starts that i've seen so i don't know man whether it's turmoil in the clubhouse, whether it's Bob Melvin, AJ Preller, the players themselves, I truly don't know what's wrong, but there's not much time. I believe they're five, five and a half games back right now, 44 games left. They've shown nothing to show us that they'll even get back to 500. They haven't been at 500 in forever. They literally can't do it. They've shown us they can't do it because every time they get close, they end up losing two in a row, three in a row. And now they're back to square one, same spot as they were before the All-Star breaker, um, before the trade deadline. So um, I don't I don't have much faith that the Padres are going to come back and, and make the playoffs. I mean, what are you guys talking about? We can't jump back on the bandwagon when they're supposed to be doing their thing, right? When their bats get hot and they're doing their thing, we can't jump back on the bandwagon, right? How long ago was that comment made? A couple months, right? And we're still below 500. Um, we just lost two to the Diamondbacks, who are two and eight in their last 10 games. There are only two wins are against us in their last 10 games. Um, we look like we were going to, you know, possibly win the game yesterday and then blow it. And you know what? The Padres don't deserve to make playoffs this year. They re they really, truly don't. With the lineup that you had and with the way the starting pitching has carried this team with what's supposed to be one of the best offensive in the MLB, it's horrific. I mean, how many times have we talked each month? How many times did we say the Padres have the best pitching in all of baseball? Their starters lead the league ERA for like two, three months. And we can't break 500 because the bats aren't there. I don't know. What it is, I don't know if it's attitudes in the clubhouse, attitude needs to be adjusted, Bob Melvin. No, Bob Melvin hasn't made the best pitching calls, but when you're not scoring more than three runs a game and your starters can go six, seven shutout innings and you still lose because you can't score runs when you're down by two past seventh or eighth inning, we've had one comeback win past the eighth inning. I think maybe one comeback win past the seventh inning. Anytime the Padres are down 2-0 and it's a seventh inning, you can guarantee it's going to be a loss because that's how bad they've been. 0-10 in extra innings. I mean, we've we've said these points multiple times in multiple different videos, but where's the fight? The, this Padres team has no fight. They have no tenacity. They're, they just roll over and die when the going gets hard. And with the way it is, so I think before this series, 20 of our 26 games remaining were against contenders. And so now I believe it's going to be 17 out of our 23 or remaining games or upcoming games are going to be against contenders, which you still but you face Baltimore right now, which – Realistically, that's not going to be a fun series for the Padres. Baltimore is one of the best teams in the AL. You face the Diamondbacks again at home for four games, and then you face Miami, then you face the Brewers, 
You get a slight break with the Cardinals, but he who even knows a break with the way they've been playing. And then you play the Giants for four games, the Phillies for three, the Astros for three, and then the Dodgers for three. This is all before you get to play the A's and the Rockies and then the Cardinals. We don't have an easy schedule. The Cubs have an easy schedule. Some of these other teams, they have a little bit easier of a schedule. It's still tough, but we have one of the harder schedules coming out to try to make playoffs, to try to get above 500. It might be time to admit the season might be over. And I don't know what the outcome of that's going to be. I know there have been rumors and reports coming out of firing Bob Melvin and possibly hiring someone within who knows what's going to happen. All I know is if we don't make playoffs, AJ Preller's ass better be on the hot seat. I mean, if they don't make the playoffs, that's two insane collapses in a three-year period. And yeah, you had a deep playoff right in the middle one. But you talked about like the issues with the lineup, the lineup being a really good spot or, or expected to be like a really good part of this team. The bullpen is the third most expensive bullpen in all of the MLB. You closer, you held on to him, you doubled down and you held on to him at the deadline. He's pitched like an inning in two thirds or something since uh, since the trade deadline, which is extremely frustrating. And the Potters have won two of nine in that period. So that's looking like a, a huge whiff. It, it's a rough spot because this season being over, like you look around at some of these other teams that are, are good playoff teams. Uh, and a lot of them have great futures. Talking about the Orioles coming up. The Dodgers, of course, teams like the Astros, just teams that are coming up, right? I mean, most of these teams, like, you feel very confident that they're going to be able to find guys to replace other guys, um, bring up starting pitching. And the Padres have not really ever done that outside of 2021 at the beginning of the season when they had a bunch of pitching depth and they had McKenzie Gore and they had all these guys. That's, like, the only really period where they've been really good outside of, uh, and then, of course, 2020, the start of 2020. Um, before the playoffs where basically you, you lost all your pitching again. Um, now we're seeing it again. I don't even think any of you guys mentioned Joe Musgrove, but I think that's one of the biggest factors right now as well, like outside of everything else is Rich Hill was supposed to be your sixth guy. That was, At least that's what like I thought when they got Rich Hill. Like, oh, yeah, he's like a depth piece that shouldn't really be pitching. He's been pitching as the fourth starter with the fifth day as a bullpen day. It, it's 2021. It, it's all over again. It's the same thing um, with the – with like more of an emphasis on the pitching falling apart later on because earlier this season it was the lineup. But overall, I mean, it has been a disaster. I will definitely end up talking about Bob Melvin here later, probably this week, but it there's a lot of questions and like this season being over is not even like, that's just like the start of it. The next of it is like, are the Padres going to be good? Are they going to have 40-year-old Xander Bogarts, Manny Machado, was it 36-year-old Jake Cronenworth, all these guys on contracts where it's like these guys are going to be so washed. Like, And what did you get? Like two playoff, a couple playoff appearances. That's scary. That sucks, dude. Like, So uh, I think obviously I'm hoping that they pull through. I'm hoping that something happens. But n- nothing from what how they've played is going to show that that's going to be the case. Like, Isaac, you brought up that we haven't seen them. I think it, the last time they were over 500 was May. 
I, I don't know if they're going to finish at 500. And the last wild card spot, bro, it might be like 83 wins, 84 wins. And the Padres might miss out on that wild card spot. That's not, that's not like, oh, it was a bad season. That, no, that is an, a massive disaster. It, that, is, that is like an embarrassing disaster. So I don't know. That's my, that's my overall thoughts on it. But I, I do think, I do think the part I'm starting to just get more worried about is just the future of this organization and this team now. Cause I think that's kind of where I'm starting to shift my, my thoughts to. Yeah. I mean, if, if or when they don't make the playoffs this year, if Bob Melvin's used as a scapegoat, I'm going to be furious. If, if Bob Melvin's going, so should AJ Preller. I mean, I think the only person that really deserves to stay is Bob Melvin. And I know like, you know, he's made some weird decisions here lately, but he said it before, like he wishes he had the same analytics he did. He had in, um, in Oakland because he's, that's the stuff that he uses to make his main, or that he used to make his main bullpen decisions. That's the stuff that he used and he doesn't have any of that. So he has to just go, go off the dome to see who he can bring in. So, I mean, it's been a, a common theme when it comes to analytics for the Padres, and there's one guy that seems to be he- hesitant on implementing them uh, the way that other great organizations do, and it's A.J. Preller. So if you're looking at someone to fall, you know, there's been rumors of micromanaging, not enough use of analytics, uh, problems developing, losing trades, uh, the biggest co- one of the biggest collapses baseball seen, one of the biggest disappointments baseball seen, which is the 2023 Padres. There's one common theme. I mean, the 2015 Padres were very were pretty disappointing. There were we had the number one ranked farm system at one point. We still ended up being disappointing to this day. I mean, we have one NLCS appearance to show for it, and it's because the Padres got hot in in October. You know, they were that 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 team that uh, unfortunately there was a team that got hotter. But it's been one common theme throughout throughout this whole process. It's been AJ Preller. So if if Bob, I don't think Bob Melvin should be used as a scapegoat. There's a much deeper history, even though he hasn't won a World Series, there's a much deeper history of Bob Melvin having success and being talked about very highly. What's the history of AJ Preller having success or even being talked about very highly, other than being a great scout? Because honestly, I I can't recall. Um, So I'm definitely in favor of keeping Bob Melvin. I know there's people that aren't in favor of keeping him, Um, but... There's there's a lot of a lot of things to think about if this Padres season doesn't go how it was supposed to be planned, which is keep in mind this is supposed to be a team that won 95 games and won the division. This team is like limping to try to get to 500, which is a massive massive disappointment in itself. And unless they go on some sort of hot streak, which I I forgot what I told my dad. I told my dad or my mom. I forgot who, but I said if they go on a hot streak in September. They're either going to make the World Series or they're going to win the World Series, which is a very hot take. But it seems like there's no in between. Either they're going to make the World Series or they're going to not make the playoffs. Um, yeah, but I, I think I know which one I'm leaning towards, and it's not making the playoffs, and this being the biggest dis- disappointment in Padres history. So uh, as the time of recording this the marlins have now beat the astros the giants and rays have yet to start to play the diamondbacks are up 2-0 against the rockies and then there's not really another game other than ours that really affects the standings it seems the diamondbacks may have you know 
gotten out of their cold stretch by facing an even colder team than them in us. So there's that. And like we're saying, it's just not looking good. Uh, the only reason I don't see us going on that streak is our our schedule is not very nice. We, we're facing a lot of the top dogs towards the end of the season. Exceptions are the A's and the Rockies. I mean, we're not the Cardinals of last year. We're not going to go on some 19 straight win streak to barely squeak into playoffs like they did. And even if we did, I don't there this Padres team has not shown any fire, any tenacity, or any capability of coming back when they're down. And it's midway August. They've had four and a half months to do something about it, and they haven't done a single thing. So even if we do make playoffs, I don't have any confidence in this team going far. They haven't shown any fight to be better. They haven't shown any fight when they're down. It's just the same thing over and over and over again. And expecting anything different might be the definition of insanity. So there's that. Yeah, it's a it's a crazy thing because I remember at one point in the offseason, we had a, a video out on this being the most anticipated Padres season of all time. And I feel like that was accurate. I feel like it was. Um, just with the hype with, you know, you bring in Xander Bogarts, you have all these guys, you know, you added Hader at the deadline, you, you're getting Fernando Tatis back. And it was like, oh yeah, this team is so set. Very quickly realize there's no depth. There's massive holes where your first base and, and DH spots are probably of any real MLB team. I'm not t- counting like, I mean, I guess Burmark has been pretty good for the A's. But like, I mean, like, or, like, I mean, like, they've, I don't know. Like, there's some, t- like, spots, but, like, overall throughout the league, like, it's been rough when you look at those spots for the Padres. It's probably, if it's not last, it's bottom five. Um, so, overall, I mean, there's just holes in this team. They're not good enough. And don't have a lot of faith in them, in them coming back this year. It sucks to say, but it does feel like that's the case. Now, I hope I'm wrong. I hope we get to see them break out of it but I feel like everyone's kind of feeling at the same spot and Isaac I, I agree with you about Bob Melvin and stuff there AJ Preller has been here for what nine seasons have the Padres had one good season they had one good season I'm, I'm not talking playoff runs no not or I guess last year's playoff run specifically I'm talking a good regular season well they have no 90 win seasons so how, how, are, how are we going to say that 2020, you had a 60-game season, and then you went into the playoffs, and your one was Chris Paddock because two guys got hurt. You you would have fallen apart that year too. So it's more likely than not if they keep Preller, which is this sucks, but that another season of Soto, Machado, Tatis, all those guys' prime is going to get wasted because there's going to be some flaw with the team, and you look at it, and you just don't have a lot of faith. So you're going to blame someone, you got to blame Preller over Melvin. Um, now, at the same time, Melvin has made some dumb decisions. If they fired Melvin, I don't I, I don't like – I'm not going to hate that necessarily, but if they fire Melvin and they keep Preller, if they don't fire him both, there's no reasoning behind that. There's absolutely no reasoning because we have two track records and Bob Melvin's and A.J. Preller's are not close 
and it's not in the oh fireball melvin category that people are bringing that up that's the aj preller is like i think i don't know if it was you or isaac or chase but one of you guys said like he's not really respected in the league there's teams that don't trade with the padres because they don't trust him like that's wild so bob melvin one of the most respected guys in just like all of clubhouses and stuff so I think a lot of the blame just going on him is just making him the scapegoat for a second disastrous season under AJ Preller in three seasons. So I think we know who to blame. I think we know where the finger the finger gets pointed, but that's kind of all I got. But anything else you guys want to bring up before we take out off out of here? Yeah, I'm definitely throwing blame somewhere else. That's kind of I didn't expect to throw blame to at the start of the season, and maybe nobody else did too. Fernando Tatis Jr., Manny Machado, and Xander Bogarts. Your two, what is it right now? What are they batting right now? At one point, they were the two, three, or no, one, three, four hitters. And right now, they are the two, four, five. This was supposed to be one of the best lineups in baseball because each of these guys are supposed to be hitting for their career norms. Each of them has under an 800 OPS. Maybe Fernando's back over 800 off this last game. I don't remember his stats, but each of them to this point are under an 800 OPS, significantly below their career normals, their career averages. And when you're in a series against the Dodgers and Mookie and Freddie Freeman are performing your four superstars combined, outperforming your four superstars combined, yeah, yeah you're going to lose the series. You're going to lose a series when these guys are performing like mediocre players. Um, now, keep in mind, you know, there's Fernando and Manny, still two of my favorite players. I, I love them. I mean, I think I think they'll be fine. But it's too late in the season. It's too late in the season to now all of a sudden be fine. You have to be – you honestly, to this point, you have to perform as two of the hottest players in baseball, three of the hottest players in baseball in order for us to make the playoffs. Not to your career norms. From here on out, you have to perform as 2021 Fernando Tatis Jr., 2022 Manny Machado, 2022 Xander Bogarts. Because if you don't get them, you're not winning 30-plus games from here on out. And that's what we thought we were going to get. Um, so, yeah, you know, of course we can look at A.J. Preller. Of course we can look, look at Bob Melvin. Shit, let's throw Jake Cronenworth in there too, even though he's been pretty, really hot, honestly. But it's a matter of... They've each had their hot stints, and none of them have been consistent. Fernando started off the season really hot. Um, Xander Bogart started off the season really hot. Manny Machado had a really hot July. Other than that, they've been really, really mediocre or bad players. Um, so, yeah, as, as hard as it is to say, as hard as it is for me to you know want to say it, because I don't want to say it, but some of the reason the Padres season might be over is the reason that they thought we, that we thought they'd make the World Series. Also going to throw Hader in there just because his, his reluctancy to pitch any inning outside of the ninth inning or in a closer role. It's kind of ridiculous that throughout the entire month of August, he had pitched less than two innings combined. So uh, when the bullpen has been one of the most struggling positions, I don't care if it's not a closing role or the save opportunity if you need it if your team needs to get out of a jam to potentially make the playoffs because they held on to you to be that guy in the playoffs and you're not going to pitch 
kind of kind of part of the blame. And I don't know if that's on Melvin or I don't know if that's on Hader himself. I know that's kind of been one of his things with the Brewers towards the end of his uh, tenure with the Brewers is that he only wanted to pitch the ninth inning. He didn't want to go more than one inning. Three outs is all he was going to do. That was sort of his thing. And now it's kind of sort of biting us in the ass, especially since we didn't sell him. Um, and the other guys are to blame too. Isaac's 100% right. I mean – Bogarts right now is sitting at a 744 OPS. Tatis is at 784, and Machado is at a 778. The other, worth is at a 706, but over his last seven, he has over 1,000 OPS, and over his last 15, I believe it's over an 850 OPS. Grisham's down below 700 again. Campusano's been hitting pretty well, but we just got him back. Kim has been doing his thing. Soto's been doing his thing. But the rest of the team has been disappointing. I mean, hell, one of the reasons that we won the first game against the Diamondbacks was because Kim walked, stole second, stole third, and then scored on a ground ball. We He literally manufactured that run himself. And if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't have been on the board. So it's a combination of the whole organization, and it needs a culture change from the top down. Yeah, and I, honestly, I like that you guys caught a few of those players. Uh, Chase, just very interesting. You brought up that Josh Hader doesn't really pitch in many games. Um, so Mr. Tim Hill, who is currently on the IL, has been on the IL for about a week or two now. He's pitched more innings than your all-star closer that has a .86 ERA and a .93 whip. How is that possible? I don't know. <laughs> that shouldn't be possible. He's only pitched 41 innings this whole year, 41 and two thirds. That, yeah, he's having a career year. He has a an eight a point eight ERA. That's incredible, but he doesn't really pitch that much. And the bullpen, you're not really helped that much when you only get him every once in a while. Like it doesn't make this bullpen good. So that's been really frustrating to see too. See too. And and I don't know if what his deal would be if he got a contract. Like if he gets a contract. It's whatever he's down to pitch whenever. But if he's not doing that, there's no way in hell he's worth $20 million a year. He, he, he could pitch just like he is. Like what he's done this year is not worth $20 million a year because he doesn't pitch enough. That's the problem. Um, so, which is crazy to say about a guy that has sub one ERA and whip. That's just wild. But it's just like you, you can't. You need more. You need more from a guy that's supposed to be like one of your horses out there. So I, I think that's definitely been frustrating as well. Um, the Tatis, Machado, Bogarts, part of the lineup. Dude, all of them are under 800 OPS. That's that's not good in a year. You're supposed to be a, a top World Series contender. So, yeah, lots of blame all around. Uh, but I think that's probably going to do it for today. So let us know. What do you think? You guys think that this Padre season is over or are you still holding out hope? Let us know in the comments, and uh, we'll be back later this week.